0: Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Other Page radio program. My name is Haywood Fennell Sr. We are here at WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. Sending out a lot of love to our listeners today. Certainly hope everybody is doing okay. We are here. This program is here. uh, Sponsored by Triad Veterans League. Uh, in uh, collaboration with the B N N Media Group, folks, we are uh, a lot of things going on. You know, uh, we missed the the um, marathon. In other words, you know, we still have not been able to provide a pathway for vendors from Roxbury. Mattapan, and Dorchester to be involved. The runners are running the same way that they did last year, the year before that, and the generations before that. We are not getting any of those dollars that everybody else is getting that is in proximity to where the race is being run. Think about that now. They raised $40 million. And we here in our community were not able to participate because we were not at the table. We remain not at the table, which does not allow us to be involved. We need to be involved in Boston, Massachusetts' economic development strategy. Boston, Massachusetts is one of the richest cities in the United States of America, and we need to be at the table, involved with planning, involving of successful transitions to put us where we need to be. How is it that Boston, with all its medical research, pharmaceuticals, and everything associated with computers, and we are not, as a community, involved at the table for decision-making, for training our young people, for training people in the community that want to Be involved and want to be more self-supporting. Boston is the on the top three lists, if not the top, in sports. Red Sox, Celtics, Brewings, Patriots, Soccer teams, and whatever else involved in sports, but we are not getting the collective support that we need for programs to help our children read and learn. I'm speaking right now because I need to say these things to you because you are being represented not in the right way because you're not saying anything to the powers that be that you want change. In the way that things are structured economically for our people. Give you a good example of what I'm talking about. Here we are today. Our city is full of immigrants, that English is a second language, and it has grown to the point that not being able to speak English by those people and our not being able to communicate in various languages like French, uh, French Creole, like Cape Verdean, Cape Verdean Creole, Spanish, uh, Arabic, should be taught at an early age in school, should be mandatory, that our young people be able to communicate and understand those languages which will reduce the social barriers that keep community apart. So you say a lot of people, well, this is America. Let them speak English. No, this is no longer America where English is understood by a majority of people. America is being flooded with people where English is a second language and that Their language is used as a barrier. They don't know anything about our history. They don't know anything about how they got here. They don't know anything about the struggle because we don't translate that into books of those languages. And those people need to understand that they did not get these privileges that they are getting simply because they came from another country. People fought and died for these privileges, housing Education, jobs. We need to educate ourselves by learning how to become bilingual. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Havel Fennell, and we'll be right back. The Oscar Michaud Family
1: Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichellerep.tripod.com.
0: Back to the other page. Radio Haywood Fennell here. Uh, Folks, I just want to add the webpage for the Oscar Show Family Theater Program, it is T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. What we are doing at the Oscar Show Family Theater Program Company, also known simply as the Company, is that we are about to expand on our professional development through a collaboration with other theater people, people in the arts, to build a stronger platform in the community, in the city of Boston, because so much has been said and so much demands have been made and still are being made for funding for resource development that the city of Boston and maybe the Commonwealth of Massachusetts has been able to gather a lot of money, a lot of money for the arts. And we in our community here in Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan. We don't want to miss that. We don't want to be overlooked. So we're calling together the Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program and some of the other theater art uh, giants because that's what they are. You know, like, it hasn't been always easy for black people to get on the stage, we can go all the way back to the early 20s during the time of what is known as the Harlem Renaissance era, where people were denied the opportunity to perform, to write, to do anything on the stage simply because of the skin color. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. And. Through their perseverance and unity and believing in each other, they were able to triumph over a lot of adversities. It was so bad one time that instead of allowing black people to perform on the stage, white people would put grease paint, black grease paint, on their face and do some of the things that they denied black people to do. Al Jolson was one of those people. Uh, there are quite a few others uh, that did it. And they were successful, and they gained everything that we created simply by them denying us and taking on the facade of being black. But through determination and their inability to imitate that which we were blessed to do, and our stamina, we were able to continue the process and evolve and be on the stage, and now we're producing for the stage. So what we're doing now, the Oscar Show Family Theater Program Company, and we're beginning to have discussions About building a base, strengthening the foundations so that we can be involved with those millions of dollars that's gonna be allocated to community based theater programs. And there's gonna be some competition because a lot of the colleges and universities have these skilled writers in these different departments that come in and write these proposals and these grants, etc., seeking grants, that is, and it displaces the proposals that we are writing. So what we're going to do with this uh, strategy is that we're going to train people how we work together, how we become strategically involved for solutions and sticking together and producing our own works creating our own venues. This is a professional development that is needed. We want to be able to help each other. We don't want to be competing with each other for peanuts that are being given out to individuals. We want to be at the table. We are able if we're at the table, but if we're not at the table the disparities will continue, and we can't afford that anymore. Let's work together. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Abel Fennell. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM.
1: I'm Chris Jackemic. I served in the United States Air Force, and I've deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. Is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
0: Back again with the other page radio, and I thought it was very important that uh, I say a few words about our veterans because veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. You know, we're not political pawns. I remember raising my hand some years ago and joining the military. I remember that. I raised my hand, and I said that I would follow orders, do my duty, save my country. Whatever that meant, when I raised my hand, that was my oath. My oath was to follow orders. If that meant taking a a weapon and going to another country, And fighting for democracy, if it's declared by our government, then I had to do that. If that meant that I had to drive a truck, work in medical corps, whatever they said that I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do that. No matter what. I did it. My brother did it. My uncles before us did it. We served our country. Now, the question is, is our country, is our government serving us? That is the question. Here we are in 2023 in the United States of America. And we have homeless veterans. That's what I said. Homeless veterans in Boston living in places like Mass and Cash, suffering from mental health and substance abuse disorders. And we have not placed a fixed station of the Veterans Administration staff there in that area. To locate and identify veterans and try to get them some help. You got people in those areas and areas like that all over the United States. All over the United States. Male, female, black, white, all of that. Raised their hands. Took an oath. My question is, what oath has been taken to help our veterans stand up on their feet? What oath, other than promises when it's election time, that those seeking elected office come out and say, we're going to do this and we're going to do that for the veterans and then After the election, whether they win or lose, veterans lost. Veterans lost. So we're no longer going to lose. We're not going to just let you tell us this and tell us that. We're demanding now for the attention that you gave us when you asked us to raise our hands and take that oath. This is the other page the radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. We're here at LP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station, and we are just happy to be here.
1: Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays, to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org.
0: Yeah, I got to again, you know, like, reiterate the importance of veterans and the contributions and the sacrifices that, were made by them, especially black veterans, you know, because they, uh, they were undergoing systemic racism in the United States military, and it still lingers there. It still lingers. The veterans and friends of the General Everett O. o. Gordine uh, Park statue, Park, General Everett O. Gaudine, African-American Veterans Memorial Park will be installing the statue soon. That's my report on the statue situation. We're waiting for them, meaning the contractors that are at the park right now. A lot of people have seen the changes that are being made for this statue to honor General Edward O. Gordine, who was a veteran. He was also an Olympic champion. He won a silver medal. He graduated from Harvard Law School. He was a, a federal prosecutor. He was a lot of things in leadership. And so we are very excited about this statue and its placement. The committee is. And we want you to know that there is going to be a component that deals with educating people for capacity building around black veterans in a overlooked history. We got to do that, folks. We got to teach people about what's going on in the black military experience, because you don't know. Triad Veterans League, working with the Artists for Humanity a little over five years ago, uh, are now involved in a national petition to get the paintings done by some students at the Artists for Humanity program in South Boston to have those images converted and made into a commemorative United States Postal Stamp series. That's what we're about. We're about educating the community on opportunities that we see, but nobody else seems to see, but we are in the wake-em-up business. We are going to wake you up, and we're going to use veterans as our spokespeople In most situations, the Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program Company on May 13th, 2023 will honor Irene O'Bannon, who is a member of the Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program Company. And just let me tell you a little bit about that. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program Company was formed Over 25 years ago, we have continuously not missed a year of performing at least one production relating to black cultural enrichment. Not even when we had the pandemic at its worst, we did Zoom performances. About our history, which is not a mystery. But we have some people today talking about cultural theories and trying to disallow or disavow that which we have done to build America. And some of the people that are involved in the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company are veterans, are United States military veterans. Men and women. Going back to my point, veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. That's what they are, and that's not what we're going to be. We are activating, using some of our military experience to build communities. That's what we do. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child in every community.
1: Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts, ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model.
0: Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at massbaybigs.org. We're back, folks, to the Other Page Radio. You know, we had a few PSAs, and I am going to give you a little bit of theme song, you know, to let you know that you're right where you need to be. Talking with me, Halo Fennell, the Other Page Radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Folks, I want to get back to uh, what we were talking about relating to the Black Theater Enrichment Program and organizing to build a song foundation so that we can uh, come together and uh, get the resources and the funding that we need to build. You know, like, people don't realize this, right, but a lot of the shows that are on Broadway today, they came through Boston to see how the Boston audience would respond and do all the necessary corrections, you know, before they went on down to New York, and at a grandstand, you know, um, we had uh, Jim of the Ocean, Uh, we had the piano, Uh, uh, plays, uh, we just had uh, seven guitars uh, performed at Hibernian Hall, those are three works by uh, Langston, I'm sorry, August Wilson. August Wilson was a, a phenomenon when it comes to writing plays that Relate to the black experience. So what we're trying to do with this project that I just mentioned, uh, working together, working together, make things better, I think, build a black theater presence in Boston in New England. Bringing together the writers, actors, musicians, dancers, all of that to build a presence to step out. On faith, but knowing that you have the wind behind you to push you forward in the form of a unified black perspective on theater. That's what we're gonna be about. There's no other way. We gotta play the game according to the rules. And the rules say that if you can stand up before an audience, do your lines or do whatever your assignment is under the direction, then you belong. To, you belong. You belong. And we want to hear from you. We want to get you involved. The next time I'm on, on the station, I have some information for you because we're looking for people that have the desire to build theater in Boston and have people come out and be proud of what they see Be proud of what we do. Be proud of what we produce. Everybody got the Huntington Theater in mind when it comes to doing certain plays. We want to do a Raisin in the Sun right here in our community as one of the performances that we want to do. We want to do more plays by Haywood Fennell. We want to do some stuff written by Jackie Parker, by Valerie Stevens, by Alda Marshall Witherspoon. Milton Wright, and anyone else that wants to be involved, Garcia, Naheem Garcia, Evelyn Brito. We want to be together and building. And no disrespect, but I gotta admit, Miss the battle, the battle. She did a lot. Miss A D Battle Miss Sophia Hayes Caldwell stages Emmett Price Doctor Ema Arrington. Monica Anderson Spencer and her husband Will Spencer, of the Oscar Michelle Family Theatre Program, representing a cast that's been working for twenty-five years or more, bringing you productions about the Black experience of triumph over adversities. We need to have a place for those voices and other voices to come together and mushroom, mushroom our presence in theater in New England, not just Boston. I'm on a trip this week to Worcester, Massachusetts, 35, 40 miles away from Boston, trying to figure out how we're going to bring these two Uh, cities together to build further the performance base that we know we can build. We can impact how people think about our culture and their culture. We're working hard. We can't miss. So keep in mind that we're going to need you to help us with everything that we do because you can't get to a good place by yourself. We understand that. We for all of that. We for the veterans, too. I got to get back to the veterans because, see, veterans are overlooked. You know, and when I say overlooked, we don't even have in our community a veteran center that deals with some of the things that we need, like housing. Housing is so important, but yet... Veterans don't have housing. You got a war going on over there in the Ukraine. Killing each other. And we're not fighting. And if you can give millions, billions of dollars for a war, but you can't give an equivalent to our veterans. Who's the war on? What's the fighting all about? We need help. Veterans and their families deserve help. Not based on political aspirations to come through, because that's not how we do that. Like I said before, I raised my hand like millions of other veterans, some of those veterans that are over there in mass cash area and other places like that. You're going to be hearing that from me wherever I go, that veterans deserve to be served. We're not supposed to be struggling for housing, and PTSD, or treatment. Substance abuse treatment. Because a lot of that stuff is correlated. And we need to understand that we can do something together to change that. The other page radio, folks. We're here to tell the truth. No other way. Because we deserve it. Keep your word to the veterans. That's what I'm saying. Founder of the Witherspoon Chronicles and they are introducing Get Lit Project, Get Lit Program. I'm talking about Alder Marshall Witherspoon. They have started a program that deals with the importance of reading books by black authors. Going to the library to use the library as a resource center, encouraging people to buy from black bookstores. And C is at the Roxbury, Boston branch of the public library system. And they'll be there. I believe next Wednesday. They're there on Wednesdays. And next Wednesday may be the time that they're going to be there from like 4 until 7. And they have introduction of authors and games and music and book discussions, book readings. Get lit. It's the new effort based on research data that shows that our children, because of the pandemic, a lot of them fell further from the literacy goals that they need to have than before the pandemic. And we were in bad shape before the pandemic. The middle school kids were in a lull when it came to reading, discussion, and understanding what they read. But if you can't read on the level that you're supposed to, you can't learn on that level, and our community, not just the student, does not benefit. What happens to a community where the literacy rate is down? What happens? It stays down. The achievement of the literacy determines the achievement of the community. That makes a lot of sense to me, folks. Because if you don't learn in school because you can't read, you might get distracted. And you might think that school is an incubator for criminal thought. And the next thing you know, your child is out in the street doing this and doing that. And then when they get arrested, you're going to say, no, that's not my child. He wouldn't do that. Yes, he did that. Yes, she did that. What is wrong with parents and children reading together? I remember I learned how to read at home. A little, little red chair that my mother used to have for me to sit down and start reading. And when I got to a word that I didn't understand, she told me to get the dictionary. So. I was able, at a very young age, to begin to understand the importance of having a dictionary and knowing the meanings of words. Now we have competition in educating our children with these computer gadgets. You know, computers are fine for some things, but when it comes to doing analytical work, based on your literacy status, your accomplishments as a reader. You don't need no computer unless you figure you're going to use that, what they call it, AI, artificial intelligence. I saw that. That's disgusting. If they would actually promote this type of technology instead of working on a technology that could possibly impact the climate change or use it more of computer technology for such. We're talking about creating a, a, a program wherein you don't have to do any real research. You can just interject a few words around a subject that you need to do in school, and then they'll do the rest. You haven't done anything. You haven't done any reading. You haven't done any understanding of what's supposed to be read. You just tapped in and got some Computer program to write out your paper. That is a shame, but I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, promoting that. I'm promoting Get Lit. The Get Lit program offers our young people an opportunity to learn about themselves by reading black authors. By going to the library and using the library, it's more than a social center. Going to the bookstore with your parents, instead of buying an extra pair of sneakers, maybe begin a library at home. Oh, by the way, do you have a library at home? Well, then that's good. You can add more books to your library at home. The Other Page Radio, that's us today. We're talking about the Get Lit program. I'm excited because I remember my prayer very, very vividly. See, I tell tell folks about my blessing because my blessing is coming from God, and God, God, God has to have recognition for what he does. Folks, I was in the VA hospital. And I was in a detox. I think it was the third time. And I remember that nurse that was admitting me, asking me, What is different this time? And I said to her, I want to live. I was tired of drugs beating me down. I was tired of failing. I was tired of jailing. I was just tired. And one night, one night, I was in that ward, in the detox ward, and I was kicking a habit. I was withdrawing from substance abuse, and I couldn't sleep. And all around me, I was hearing these different kinds of snores, these sounds of those that were doing what I wanted to do, but I found out what I needed to do was to pray. And so I prayed and I stayed. And I asked the Lord to help me to help me stop using drugs and to write. That was about 27 years ago. 27 years ago. And now I am here on this radio station speaking to you about an 11 plays that I have written, and I have produced four of those plays using the Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program Company. And we are so grateful I'm so thankful to the people that prayed for me when I couldn't pray for myself. And my prayers today, it's not just for me, not just for my family, but for the strangers that prayed for me when I wouldn't pray for myself. I am forever grateful and knowing that God does not make junk. God takes junk and makes them into treasures. And I consider myself a treasure to my community because I know the community has benefited from my life today that I am involved in. And I can never, ever thank you enough for being a part of my life.
1: I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. Is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council.
0: We make decisions, everybody, and sometimes when we need help, we got to ask for it. We don't have to continuously talk about suicide, suicide prevention, suicidal episodes. We can talk about hope. We can talk about people not forgetting the veteran. We can talk about making things better for the veteran, and I believe that. With all my heart, that's why I'm here today speaking on the other page radio, mostly about veterans and what veterans do. Again, like I said, this is a program developed by Triad Veterans League with the support of BNN Media Group and you, our community members. Uh, We don't want you to think that we're not grateful because we don't always say thank you. But this program is a way of us thanking you, our community, for supporting our veterans. I can't say enough about the Friends of the General Edward, Veterans and Friends of the General Edward O. Goldeen statue Project, for the work that you've done to get this statue up and installed soon in our community, right across the street from Station 2 Police Station. We're going to be there, folks. This statue is going to change the way that People see Roxbury because they're going to come and see the statue and the kids in the school that's around the statue will be uh, involved in learning more about the black veterans military experience. This is something new, but it's needed to grow more in our understanding of the history and the valor and the gallantry that these black veterans did uh, to make America what it is today.
1: Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go
0: online to www.veteransinc.org. Like I said, folks, you know, this is the other page radio, and we are a veterans uh, group. You know, we want want people to understand that veterans are people, too. And they've done a lot. They've they've experienced a lot. A lot of them weren't able to uh, get through in the manner that a lot of others did. You know, some came back with substance abuse issues, and that includes alcohol and hard drugs and pills and things like that. And they just went astray and didn't tell anybody about their problems. And the government at one time during the Vietnam crisis uh, was taking people that used drugs and uh, just giving them bad paper or bad conduct discharge. But when the uh, Psychiatrist Association or those fellows got together and realized that substance abuse is treatable, You know, we can do something about it. But let's take it a little further in a treatment approach. Let's put some facilities in our community, uh, like housing and housing complexes that have services that our veterans need. We don't have any of that in Roxbury. You know, and I've been working on that. Tried Veterans League has been working on that. want to take this opportunity to thank Whittier Street Community Health Station for them by having this place for our veterans to get some treatment. You know, but they've been doing it a long time, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got these people that are looking around and say, oh, they're getting money. But it's not always about the money. You know, it's about the services and the rest- restoration to dignity. That's what we're fighting for, Tried Veterans do It's fighting that to show veterans that we can together do better. We must do better. There's no other way. This program... It's brought to you again by Triad Veterans League in association with the BNN uh, Media Group. This is a needed program. I'm so grateful to be able to be here today to talk to you about it. But we don't want to close down without mentioning uh, the fact that 857 uh, 204 that's my number. We're helping veterans and looking for people that want to be involved in our theater uh, concept where we are. Uh, under the tent together, on the stage together to make things better uh, around programming, around financing, and things like that. We need to work together, not apart, because uh, the collective we can win, but as individuals, we struggle too much, too hard. So we're looking forward to people getting involved with what we are involved in, and that's saving lives. That's understanding that together we can, but alone we can't. And I want to thank you again and I want to thank, uh, you know, Sister Monica and Brother Will. I want to thank the committee, uh, veterans and friends for the work that you've done. You know, we've got to stick together. Stick together. Make it happen. We have to do that because that's the only way. And so, you know, get lit gets the last word. Get lit gets the last word. Alder Marshall Witherspoon. Wherever you are, we appreciate you, the work that you're doing. We know that your program will be a program that people will grow to and from. You know, our youth need that program. We need support for that program. You know, uh, I can't say enough about possibilities, man. We can never give up on ourselves, man. We don't care what nobody thinks. They say you can't do it. Don't pay them any attention. Just thank them and keep on moving. Because I remember when somebody told me, says, You're too old to do this, or... no, you can't do that and all of that. I didn't I didn't I didn't argue with them. And some of them might even think, you know. Here we are, doing things because we didn't listen to those that said we couldn't. It's about us. It's about the collective. We gotta work together, man. The war has been declared. Every aspect of our lives, man. Right? I don't need to go and tell you what happened today with this and that and all of that. If you can read, you can see it. If you got a television, you can see it. And we deserve better. And we got to work together to make it better. We got to have bilingual education in our schools to reduce the barriers and people could know who they are as well as we can know who we are. We need to understand that economic development is very important and that economic development and political realization are Siamese twins, that you can't do one without the other and that we need to understand that financial literacy should be begun at early grades for our children to understand the importance of the system in which we live in. Because if you understand the system, then you won't fall folly to the system. You know what I mean? We have a history of entrepreneurship, not just playing basketball. We used to own stores. We got a guy, Reggie Lewis, with the uh, with the orange juice, a can of orange juice was started by a black man. You know, and we got to understand that there are others like him in theater. There's Oscar Micheaux. Oscar Micheaux was a farmer in Nebraska, a black man, who saw this movie, Birth of a Nation, and it was very, very repugnant. You know, it, look, it make black people look, they were disfigured, you know, mentally. And he said, I can't, I can't do that. I got to make my own films. And so Oscar show went on to make films. and Didn't want to let him show them in the movies. They, they kept having this census thing trying to stop him, but it couldn't stop him. He believed in what he did. And like, you must believe in what we do. Folks, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on us. Because like I said earlier, things are happening in the world today. Boy, it's like a war going on out there. And we got to be ready to win. We're not losers, we're winners. I want to thank you again for listening to my show, The Other Page Radio. and I'm looking forward to hearing from you when I see you. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. God bless you and thank you so much you mm-hmm.